One Bucks fan fixes the biggest issue facing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading into the NFL draft. That and more on today's Mock Draft Monday episode of Locked On Bucks. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so please subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts so you always get the latest episodes when they drop. I'm David Harrison, your Tuesday host and staff writer for BucksGameDay.com, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, here, there, or on Twitter at DHarrison82, going solo for this Mock Draft Monday episode. No, this is not your Tuesday episode. This is your Monday, but I am solo today, so make sure you're still following my co-host, James Jarko, at Jarko underscore Bucks, and find him at SB Nation, where he is the deputy editor of BucksNation.com. Come live in large and in charge on behalf of James. I thank you for making locked on bucks. Your first listener review today and every day. This episode is sponsored by better help. Better help connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you happen to be. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. Answering a quarterback question we received during our live episode Friday evening and diving into a mock draft from the sporting news. But first, we're starting this Mock Draft Monday with a listener version that builds upon the signing of safety Ryan Neal. This Mock Draft comes from our buddy Eli, who starts off the Mock Draft that we're looking at today with a trade with the Dallas Cowboys. In this trade, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get pick number 27, pick number 90, and pick number 129. Meanwhile, the Dallas Cowboys get pick number 19, and they get pick number 196. Now, Eli didn't say who the Cowboys were taking in this trade, but I ran ahead. I went ahead, I went ahead and ran the mock myself. Uh, and in that simulation, the Dallas Cowboys moved up to number 19 to take Pitt defensive tackle, Kalijah Kansi. Very, very interesting. Not good news for the Washington Commanders, the other team that I cover, but this is locked on bucks. So we don't worry about that and we don't care. Number 26 overall, the, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers come up onto the clock with the Dallas Cowboys original pick and they take offensive tackle, Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. Very popular choice these days in the mock drafts. We're going to hear more about Darnell Wright coming up on today's episode as well. So stick around. Number 50, we come back and, and the Buccaneers get edge rusher Derek Hall out of Auburn, an explosive type of player, team captain there at Auburn. Not great against the run, so you're definitely looking for pass rush ability uh, only as a, as a rookie, and then hopefully you can develop a little bit of size, strength, and get that run game defense going a little bit better. Number 82, we get defensive lineman Carl Brooks out of Bowling Green, and then we come back at number 90 with cornerback Garrett Williams out of Syracuse. Smaller than typical Todd Bowles cornerback uh, usually is. Garrett Williams, though, is better in zone coverage than he is in man coverage, so that's where he can kind of bring a little bit of, of, of ability to the team, and that size deficiency kind of goes away if he can play smart in zone, which he can. And the good news is, even though he's a little bit smaller in stature, he is a willing tackler, according to uh, his Syracuse tape. Pick number 129, we get running back Rashawn Johnson out of Texas. Some people think that's the better running back out of Texas. Solid compliment for Rashad White there in Tampa. Number 153, we get tight end Josh Wiley out of Cincinnati. Pass catching tight end with plus jump ball ability. Not NFL strong yet, but he can get there. And meanwhile, pack a, a potent one-two combo with K. Dotton. And then also you add Coquif in the mix. A very good, solid, young group of tight ends there for the Buccaneers. Number 175, we get Alabama defensive tackle DJ Dale 
Come back four picks later, we get Ole Miss offensive lineman Nick Broker. And then number 181, we get Louisiana wide receiver Michael Jefferson. And we round this thing out with pick number 252 going to safety Javarius Owens. Owens, previously a cornerback, played for Houston, played safety for Houston, a physical defensive back type, does tend to take some poor angles uh, in run support. And when he's trying to cut off routes, of course, that is why he's a seventh-round pick, something for the coaching staff to teach develop and mold Javarius Owens into a more rounded defensive back slash safety. But in the meantime, put him in the box, help him uh, be better against the run, kind of making that live linebacker safety type hybrid uh, that Keanu Neal kind of was again, not he's some round pick for a reason. So you're not going to get a whole lot of burnout of him. You don't expect in the first year, but that's kind of stylistically what you might hope for out of Javarius Owens, and then some special teams contributions uh, as well. So overall, I think a solid, solid mock draft here. Uh, from Eli to start today's Mock Draft Monday episode, you get that tackle position fixed and, and solidified there. Darnell Wright comes in as your right tackle. Tristan Wirfs moves over to the left. You get Ryan Jensen back at center. Robert Hainsey and Aaron Stinney are arguably your two guards. Luke Gedeke, you either take another step forward with him at guard or you move him out to one of the tackle positions, see where he can kind of compete best, and then you kind of go from there and you build out the depth uh, of your offensive line. I think I like it. Derek Hall is a guy that we've seen before. Talk to... Uh, to Damian Parson of, of, of the Draft Network and Locked On NFL Draft Podcast about him recently, uh, a very solid type of pass rushing uh, prospect that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can look uh, to use significantly. And then, yeah, the addition of the power back to complement Rashad White. I think you have a little bit of everything that you want here in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers draft class, except for maybe quarterback. There's some people who want us want to want to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers draft a quarterback in this year's class. So we'll see if we get a little bit of that flavor moving forward through today's mock draft money episode. And then of course we've got plenty of draft conversation coming up as the NFL draft is uh, just a couple weeks away, really at the end of the day, Eli also asked a question, uh, emailed us and asked this question about our live episodes. And I figure if Eli's got the question, some of you probably also have the same question. So full, full story up front. So here's, here's kind of how it's going to work. We had a meeting with the network recently uh, about kind of episode timing and numbers and data and whatever, all, the, all the, what they all mean. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of above my head, really. It's a lot of math and a lot of projections that uh, we don't have to worry about sitting here, fortunately. But what those numbers say is that we might be able to better suit your needs as Bucks fans if we publish our audio episodes pretty much immediately. Like as soon as I get done with this episode recording, I'm going to polish it up. I'm going to go into the system. I'm going to put it up. It's going to be on your favorite audio platform of choice almost uh, immediately. YouTube, we're going to be publishing our episodes 9 a.m., day of so like this is mock draft monday monday morning 9 a.m this show will go live on youtube that those times are eastern time so if you're west coast 6 a.m you're gonna wake up to this thing east coast 9 a.m watch it you know as you're getting your day started listen to it in the background you know, some people do that with youtube videos however you want to consume it on youtube it will be available for you at 9 a.m eastern and then so on and so forth we try to do our live episodes every friday at 7 p.m now Sometimes it hasn't been as consistent. We will try to get better at being consistent on that for you. So 7 p.m. Friday nights before you go out, before you do what you need to do for the weekend, we want to send you into the weekend with the latest Bucks information and analysis that we can give you. So hopefully that provides a little bit of clarification. Again, those new times start this week. Uh, and again, we'll give it a run for a little while and then we'll talk with the numbers people and they'll let us know uh, if that's going well or if that's not going well. So Eli fixes the offensive line. Hopefully we're, I don't say fixing because the show is doing great. You guys have been amazing. We love all of you uh, and we can't, uh, we can't appreciate your support 
any more than we already do. So Eli fixes the Buccaneers offensive line in his mock draft, and hopefully we can give you guys a little bit more clarity, a little bit more consistency on the time uh, that our show gets published on YouTube and on audio platforms across the board so that things get a little bit easier to track. But what if Eli was reaching for Darnell Wright despite the trade back? That'd be interesting. Vinny Iyer and his projection says that might be the case. We'll dive into that more next on today's episode of Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we'll do that thanks to our friends over at BetterHelp because this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash locked on and get on your way to being your best self. Being in the Army was hard at times, but also simplistic in the way that they kind of set my identity for me. So when I retired, it was a culture shock all of its own because for the first time, who I was was more important and more impactful than what my uniform was. And the year that followed my retirement was a nonstop onslaught of lessons and experiences. And the learning honestly still hasn't stopped, even though I'm going on three years uh, since I retired. But I've gotten a little bit more comfortable in riding the waves that come along with it. Therapy is all about expressing your self-awareness, developing your self-awareness and your self-understanding, because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. And BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are in that journey and geographically. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime you need to for no additional charge. Develop your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Locked on Bucks podcast first view or your first listen of the day. The Buccaneers get Darnell right again in this next drop mock draft, but they get him much, much later. And the first pick is going to be a little bit polarizing. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking Kentucky quarterback Will Levis with the number 19 overall pick in the first round of the NFL draft. This, according to Iyer's Latest seven-round mock draft again over at the Sporting News. Vinny Iyer, not only a writer at the Sporting News, but host of the Locked on Fantasy Football podcast. So if you need any help or assistance in the fantasy football realm, make sure you give Vinny uh, a try there as well. Will Levis, prototype size quarterback in the draft, pro-style system at Kentucky, all good things, but he does struggle with ball placement and accuracy. For interesting or for note, uh, if you're interested, Hendon Hooker, who uh, the Locked on Bucks podcast has been an advocate of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers targeting in this year's NFL draft went number 81 to the Detroit Lions. So that's where Hendon Hooker ends up and uh, Jared Clock's clock for no longer being the starter in Detroit officially gets started. In the second round at pick 50, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get offensive tackle Darnell Wright out of Tennessee, a full 24 picks later then uh, the Buccaneers got him in the first mock draft that we looked at today. So that's quite the uh, spread there for Darnell Wright's stock. I don't know who's right, to be quite honest with you. I certainly look at Darnell Wright as a guy that could possibly go at the end of the first round. I don't see him lasting to pick 50 uh, at a minimum. But um, listen, projections uh, are wrong all the time. Mine and including Vinny's as well. Uh, absolutely. Darnell Wright, right tackle, much improved in 2022. Uh, the only flaw in him really at this point is that he's much more of a catch blocker than you want him to be, something that can hopefully be taught out with time as a second-round draft pick here, according to Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News. Pick number 82, 
The Buccaneers stick with offense and they stick with offensive line and they grab guard Andrew Voorhees out of USC. A plus run blocker starter potential could fall to this point. He was kind of a day two or he's kind of a second round, third round type of projection before he got injured at the NFL scouting combine. Now certainly kind of squarely there in round three, potentially even getting down to day three. Uh, do that injury extensive starter experience, but it is going to be some time before you are able to get him on the field for the Buccaneers. When you look at your offensive line and you've got Robert Hainsey shifting back to guard, you've got Aaron Stinney coming back from injury, you've got Lou Gedeke, who many people speculate could return uh, to his collegiate position at right tackle. You bring in Andrew Voorhees, and even if it's not till the end of the year or next year that you really get to even start tapping into his potential, you have a guy uh, that you probably got a deal on drafting him here at number 82. Number 153, we look at, at safety linebacker Marte Mapu out of San Sacramento State, Big Sky Player of the Year and AP first team All-American, strong diagnostic ability, knows how to read the play very, very well, not big enough for full-time linebacker duty, much more of a hybrid, kind of a Buffalo nickel type of player that Todd Bull potentially shift around his defense uh, as he sees fit. Come back, number 175, we get running back Israel Abinakanda. Abinakanda, I'm pretty sure I said that correctly. I practiced it a whole lot. Out of pit, zone scheme type of runner, plus speed, not super fluid, but does know how to put his foot in the dirt and kind of get north and south uh, for his team. A good compliment there to Rashad White, potentially. I, I like the first compliment, honestly, in our fan mock, but this one isn't bad either. Number 179, we get wide receiver Antoine Green out of North Carolina. Antoine has got good deep ball ability, reliable hands, does not separate all that well, but you give him some jump ball abilities, and again, those hands come in handy when he's uh, not free of traffic a lot number 181 we come back cornerback we get makai garner out of lsu physical player potential as a safety as well right now he's got very raw feet which is probably one of the reasons he's such a late round draft pick uh projection number 196 we get defensive tackle edge rusher tavius robinson out of ole miss tavius has good rush agility he's got a variety of rush moves that he likes to use to set guys up but he does not have much of an anchor can get ridden uh, out of his gap uh, from from time to time. Number 252, we wrap up the class with edge rusher Robert Beal Jr. out of Georgia. And Robert is certainly a guy that's got NFL length, NFL size, looks like a 3-4 outside linebacker, uh, gives a lot of effort and contain when he's assigned to that. Um, but he does have a lack of collegiate production, which is a little bit concerning when you consider the defense he came from certainly produced a whole lot. So again, that seven-rounder from Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News, and you look at it, you fill a lot of needs here. You get the offensive line addressed in the first two picks after the quarterback comes off the board. You get a tackle. You get a guard. So the future of that Buccaneers offensive line certainly getting addressed here in this mock draft. And then you come back with a Swiss Army knife type of defensive player. Still kind of looking for that nickel. Now, maybe Mapu can, can play nickel uh, right off the bat. Maybe that's where the Buccaneers find a way to use his skill set. But I would prefer a much more kind of solidified nickel type of player if you can get one uh, again the running back out of pit don't like him as much as i like rashawn johnson out of texas but you have a you address that position i still think in this scenario you come into training camp Keyshawn vaughn is still probably your favorite to get some time with chase edmonds there behind rashad i would much rather get a running back a little bit earlier maybe a little bit better quality uh, and get a guy that's kind of your running mate with rashad white versus someone who's going to just be uh in the same room not a whole lot known about the wide receiver, a good depth guy, you know, that you're looking for again, cornerback uh, there at the end. And I kind of like the potential year here. You have the last two picks, number 196, number 252. You get two guys that have some immediate skills, some immediate ability to do some things on special teams. They certainly look the part, right, of, of an NFL player. And 
we've heard stories of Todd Bowles kind of saying that like, he looks for football dudes. It's just kind of something you pick up on and and you see when you look at him. And if those two guys pick, give him uh, that vibe, potentially could develop into some contributors, role players on into the future for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So not a bad uh, mock draft here by any means. I think obviously the the big big topic of conversation is going to be Will Levis at number nineteen. You just brought in Baker Mayfield. You drafted Kyle Trask and stuck around not that long ago. Now you bring in a first round quarterback and Will Levis basically puts the clock on Baker Mayfield before his time really even starts as the expected starter, right? But then there's a lot of people who still say Kyle Trask is going to come in and prove everybody wrong. But then you have a first round quarterback, and and we know how this goes. Everybody wants to see the first round quarterback play. You're not going to get away with drafting a quarterback in the first round and never playing him. Like that's just that's just the bottom line. So eventually, Will Levis is going to have to be the starter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or you're going to end up trading him, and you're probably not going to get first-round capital for him. If you do, you'll be lucky to get the number 19 overall pick from somebody uh, in relation. Personally, I don't get it. I don't like the pick. I think if you're going to go with a rookie quarterback, uh, you probably trade up and try to get the best one that you possibly can. The way I look at the Buccaneers roster right now, you've kind of already settled your quarterback's picture for this year. Let's see how this year pans out. Let's see if Kyle can take a step, see if Baker can prove to be the guy. If they can't, you have a much better cap situation. You have a much better roster as far as young talent, veteran talent, uh, holes plugged and filled that you don't have plugged and filled currently right now. And you go into next year's NFL draft much more equipped with knowing who your team is and you plug a, a young quarterback potentially in to that situation. That's just me personally in the first round. I don't like going uh, quarterback Will Levis here. Uh, personally, Will Levis is much more of a day two prospect in my opinion, but quarterbacks get overdrafted every single season. And that's essentially what we're seeing here with Will Levis. And I will uh, stand by that assessment uh, as we go further into the month of April. That is it for mock drafts today. But we've got a mock revision question kind of coming up that was asked about the quarterback position. That is next on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. And today's episode of Locked on Bucks is brought to you by FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. Just like the Washington Nationals having a lead and then blowing a lead and end up losing by one run to the Colorado Rockies. That's back as well. There's no place to get in on Major League Baseball action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn right now, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. Right now, if you want to play it safe, you can bet $100 on the Houston Astros or the Los Angeles Dodgers to win the World Series. They have the best odds according to FanDuel dot com slash locked on and if they win you will get 650 dollars back in that bet of course if you want to get really really bold go with the oakland athletics who have the worst odds put 500 dollars on them and guess what if they make the impossible happen you will get a cool half million dollars get five buddies get four buddies each of you put in 100 bucks and you might each walk away with 100 grand i don't know whatever you choose to do don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel official partner of Major League Baseball. I tell you guys all the time that while you're watching the episode of Locked On Bucks on YouTube, if you got questions or anything you want to discuss, drop them in the comments. You can also email us. You can hit us up in the DMs. There's lots of ways you can get a hold of us. Danny Mercado did exactly that on YouTube via our live Friday episode just this last week. While we were shooting, Danny Mercado dropped a question into the live chat that I promised him I would address on this Mock Draft Monday episode, so we're going to do that 
right now, and it is about the quarterback position, and it is about Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. And Danny wrote, I got to get your guys' take on Lamar Jackson's situation in Baltimore, knowing what we know now. Should we have gone all in on Lamar, give Baltimore the picks, and sign him? So, knowing what we know now, should the Bucs have gone in on Lamar and given the Baltimore Ravens the two first-round picks it would take to sign him away from Baltimore? And I'm going to say what I said then. I'm going to say it right now. No, they should not have tried to sign Lamar Jackson. Now, I will say this, and I said it before. Every NFL team that does not have a clear-cut franchise quarterback, that does not have a Tom Brady, an Aaron Rodgers, a Joe Burrow, a Jalen Hurts, a Patrick Mahomes, should have called Lamar Jackson. Just been like, hey, dude, what do the numbers look like? Hey, Harbaugh, if we offer this dude a contract, what's the likelihood you match it? I don't know if you would tell him that anyway. But, yes, you should have had a conversation. I think if you don't have a franchise quarterback, you owe it to yourself. You owe it to your fan base, honestly, to have that conversation. So do I believe the Buccaneers should have called him? Yes. Now, at the end of the day, do I think they would have or should have even signed him? I don't. And here's why. The non-exclusive franchise tag Lamar Jackson is set to make right now, if he signs and agrees with it, a place for the Baltimore Ravens, is set at $32.4 million. You are not signing Lamar Jackson for any less than $32.4 million because that's what he could get. Right now, anyway, why is he going to come to you for even less money? Um, all that is fully guaranteed. It's protected against injury. All those good things that a player likes to have. Now, what is Lamar Jackson looking for? He's looking for stability. He's looking for a future. He's looking for uh, the opportunity to potentially be the highest paid quarterback in the National Football League. If you believe the rumors and reports that sometimes he's kind of disputed, Lamar wants at least Deshaun Watson money. Deshaun Watson money is $46 million a year an annual average value uh, with one $8.9 million void year attached to that contract. The Bucks are already paying this season alone $35 million in dead cap for Tom Brady. So even if you got Lamar Jackson's 2023 cap number down to, to say, $20 million, right, probably a $9, $10 million bonus, and then $9 or $10 million of his salary getting paid out this year, you're talking about spending $55 million this year on a quarterback. $35 million for Brady, who's not playing. $20 million for Lamar Jackson. You're talking about spending $55 million in a year where you started that much more in the hole. And if you do that, you're losing players. And the $26 million remaining on your annual average value. So, again, your annual average value is $46 million. You're paying out $20 million this year against the cap. That $26 million on the average has to get paid out somewhere. So you're kicking that can down the road, yes. But eventually, that can is going to catch up to you. Cap restrictions basically guarantee the dismantling of your defense. So you have no balance on your team. You have no complimentary football because now Levante David's gone. Now Jamel Dean is gone. You're not bringing in, uh, well, you could still bring in a, a vet minimum uh, safety. But the key members of your defense are now walking away. Now your draft capital has to get spent on, on all defense. And you have to hope that every single one of them basically becomes a year one contributor now i know on this show we talk about the salary cap being fugazi fugazi is pretend it's whatever but that has its limits okay the salary cap does exist in certain aspects and when you're already paying 35 million dollars in dead cap space for a quarterback it's not playing for you you cannot afford to pay 20 million maybe even more in cap space for another one in the situation the buccaneers found themselves in this offseason so a watson-like deal the browns currently have over 63 million dollars dedicated to Deshaun Watson in 2024 and 2025 against their salary cap. 
If you put the Buccaneers in that situation, you really can't rebuild this defense. Spotrack is estimating a $256 million salary cap uh, for the 2024 NFL season. If that's accurate and Watson's numbers stay the same, which again, the, the Browns could feasibly get that $63 million lower, but you're only getting it so low. I mean, you're not pushing $50 million down the road, guys. So out of that $63 million, you figure at least $43 million of it is actually going to have to come uh, and hit next year's salary cap. You're talking about 25% of the Cleveland Browns salary cap space being spent on one player. A quarter of your salary cap is getting spent on one player. That's ridiculous. The highest percentage of cap being spent on a quarterback this season is 18.7%. Almost 7% less is being spent by the Kansas City Chiefs on Patrick Mahomes, who is a multi-MVP. He's won two Super Bowls, been to three Super Bowls, and he is paying, he's being paid rather, 7% less of the Kansas City Chiefs salary cap than what Deshaun Watson is going to get next year for the Cleveland Browns salary cap. While you can kick some money down the road, certainly you can only kick so much. Eventually, that money's going to come back, especially if you're paying that much money to one player. If this was next year, then look, yes, the, 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 the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could absolutely make those figures work because the $35 million dead cap number, all this other dead cap money is going to be gone. It's going to be expired. You have a fresher cap. You have a little bit more money, but not this year. Absolutely not this year. It was not possible. Now, if Lamar plays one year on the franchise tag, gets that $37, $32.4 million from the Baltimore Ravens, I don't think the Baltimore Ravens tag him again. They could tag him again, but if they do, it's $38.9 million next year. Uh, that's much, much, obviously much closer to $40 million. If you're going to pay Lamar Jackson $40 million, just give him the contract he's asking for and call it done. So the Baltimore Ravens, I don't think they franchise tag him the second year. So now next year, if Baker doesn't work out, if Kyle Trask doesn't work out, apparently if Will Levis doesn't work out, you call Lamar, you bring him in, maybe you work that deal with a much more stable salary cap number and you've had a year to bring in some draft picks and stabilize your defense, stabilize your offensive line just a little bit more. So again, appreciate the uh, the question there from you, Danny, and everybody else that sends in questions from time to time. Um, but that is my answer. Again, James may have a different opinion, but I feel like he probably agrees with at least most of what I said. But I thank you, Danny, for that question, uh, opportunity to kind of voice the opinion on that topic. And I thank you, Bucks fans, for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or your first view of the day. For your second, check out Locked On NFL Scouting with the draft dudes. NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. I will be back again tomorrow solo. So you got more topics, more questions you want to discuss. Let me know. Drop them in the comments. Drop them in the email. Drop them on Twitter. You can go to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com or LockedOnBucks on Twitter to hit up those DMs. One last time, I'm David Harrison, your Tuesday host of Locked On Bucks. Here solo for Mock Draft Monday. Until we speak again, make sure you're checking out everything that's happening at BucksNation.com, BucksGameDay.com. Find me on Twitter at dharrison82. Find James at jrco underscore bucks. And, of course, find the show at Locked on Bucks. If you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind to one another. Fire the cannons. And thank you for joining me right here on the Locked on Bucks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.